0: A time to kill. To hear the word kill is off-putting. Actually, no, it's downright scary. Yet we've been so inundated with the word that we've become somewhat desensitized. I feel I should say kill is not to be confused with murder. Technically, they're not the same. But that's another story for another day. I'll admit, this is a heavy topic one that made me wonder if tackling this list of seasons was even a good idea, as I felt I was in over my head and I began wondering if I was qualified to speak to any of it at all. Yet the more I mulled over this phrase in my mind, the more I heard something that had nothing to do with bloodshed. And it was there I let out hallelujah. Time to kill better known as passing the time aimlessly. While it's true that we are alive for an allotted time, it's also true that no one knows precisely how long that is. I want to say we, but maybe it's just me that was in the habit of putting things off under the guise that I can always double back and complete them later. Then, on one of my many lollygagging escapades, this post smacked me in the face. Procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another chance to do tomorrow what he gave you the chance to do today. Hashtag ouch. Maybe that's the problem. We are comfortable having nothing to do for a particular period or filling blocks of time with activities that don't serve us or anybody for that matter. Have you ever had an appointment? And by some stroke of luck, you were going to be extra early. So you decided, I'll kill some time. And before you could blink twice, you were late because you lost track of time? Yeah, me too. Today I turned 42, hashtag 20 plus 22. And honestly, I couldn't tell you where the time has gone. I vividly remember being 25 with goals and dreams. Yet, I often feel as if I've killed so much time. That is, time worrying, time procrastinating, time being idle, time being covetous, time wondering, Lord, when is it going to be my time? But really, was I stewarding each moment to ensure what I was destined for manifested? Maybe not. Sadly, lost time can't be reclaimed. I couldn't recoup the time I spent watching 20 hours of Netflix while simultaneously scrolling on social media or sitting in a coffee shop people-watching. I squandered time that could have been better spent doing something beneficial. Miles Monroe said his mother once told him, if you don't stop watching TV, you'll never be on it. So he stopped watching TV and started reading. And before his death, he was on channels worldwide. You already know, this made me consider some ways folks, including myself, waste time. Although there are many ways, these four are significant and we'd all do well to evaluate accordingly. 1. Doing other people's work. Helping folks is one thing, but doing it for them is a different ballgame. An old proverb says, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If you teach a man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Doing other people's work is very subtle, unless you're seriously discerning. It's usually disguised as, Hey, do me a small favor, please. Or while I do this, do you mind doing that? Believe me, it even comes parading as someone asking for help. Yeah, I hear you. How can I think less of someone asking for help? But wait, let me paint you a picture. I've had folks ask for help on an essay. And by virtue of who I am, I end up rewriting the whole thing. I mean, research and all. But that's not the person's fault, right? No, it's not. But they know what time it is. And before I realize it, I vested hours into doing work that should have been done by the asking for help damsel. 2. Being too available. I, like many others, know what it is to people please, and as a church girl, that's perhaps where I've done it most, because only what you do for Christ will last, right? Sure, let's go with that. Then I remembered this scripture. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. Now, pray tell if you are wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up with everyone else's task, how are you available when the master requires you? I used to think not being busy meant I was available. But no, rest is not something that should be an afterthought. It should be just as crucial as you eating. If you're not careful, your availability reads, not in use which signals to some you can be called upon at a moment's notice. Now, don't get me wrong, this is not a bad thing. But think about it. If the church bus driver is using the church's bus to run personal errands or as an Uber, not only will it not be available, but also not in good repair when it's time to pick up folks for church. I hear you. Sis, what you sayin'? I'm saying don't allow your availability to be so otherwise engaged that you're not functional for the things you've been truly called to. Three, multitasking. All my friends know that I'm usually doing two things at once while conversing with them. I'm either working on something, cooking, cleaning, washing, or browsing online, all while simultaneously talking to another person on three different apps at the same time. I'm always doing the most to brag that I'm killing two birds with one stone. But is this effective, though? Now, while most of the tasks are menial, that doesn't negate the fact that each one should have the benefit of your undivided attention. One time ago, KFC used to say, we do one thing and we do it well. And now they have fish, shrimp, and vegan options. I don't know if this is why, but many would agree The chicken is not the same. A popular cliche we quote says, A jack of all trades. But it doesn't stop there. It continues, Is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. While there may be some validity to this, it boils down to whether you wish to be classed as an expert or a specialist. The term specialist refers to someone who is an expert in or devoted to a particular field of study or research. In contrast, the term expert refers to someone with extensive knowledge or ability concerning a specific subject. Is this notion of multitasking therefore a myth? I don't know what the experts say, but I do know that the Bible holds true. You can't serve two masters. And finally, lack of planning. I find that not having a to-do list causes me to veer off course. And before I realize it, I'm engaged in activities that weren't a priority. Mapping out my day forces me to focus and tackle the things that matter most. Having a plan lets you know exactly what needs to be done and how to proceed. I used to think my attention to detail was being anal, but I now have an appreciation for my quirks, as some may deem it, when I read the specificity of God's planning for the building of the ark and the temple that Solomon built. God left nothing to chance. Every measurement was precise, and all materials were chosen based on placement and usage. Here is why that is paramount. The word says, Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Hashtag, if make it make sense was a person. We love to quote, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. But what are you committing if you fail to sit and write it down? Because let me tell you, Plans are not meant to be stored in your head. Walt Disney never saw the actual Disney World, but because he had a detailed plan, those who came behind executed it flawlessly. I am beyond persuaded that God is not last minute or spur of the moment. I leave you with this thought that Henry David Thoreau penned, as if you could kill time without injuring eternity. Hashtag you don't have time to kill.